Well, let's welcome back Coach Bruton this week. So, Coach, team updates for us. Yeah, it's a pretty quiet week around here. Obviously, uh, finished the season now um, a little over a week ago, and I'm uh, just excited to get into the off season. Really excited about how the week, uh, year finished, and uh, it's amazing what what one win can do to kind of change the outlook on things and, and build some momentum for the off season. But uh, yeah, it's a quiet week, Thanksgiving week, so uh, you know most of our players are, are leaving campus today or have already left campus to go home and be with their families and. Uh, just kind of a time to recharge in our program, so it's it's a really positive time. Well, let's look back a couple weeks ago about, about that incredible comeback victory for you guys, and just give us your thoughts on that looking back now. Yeah, I mean, uh, being down 20 points with uh, with about eight minutes to go, and, uh, you know, your win probability at that time is probably less than 1%, and uh, just a really, really special team win, a great way to send our seniors out. Um, the, the amount of guys that made plays late in that game, um, some of it kind of even probably go unnoticed in the, in the whole, um, you know, aftermath of the game and everything that happens. You know, you kind of forget about all that play that was a big play and things like that. So just really proud of our team, really proud of how we, we kept um, just, just competing and uh, obviously made some great plays late and just a really special win. You know, it's one of the better wins that I've been a part of um, now in 17 years at Lakeland. So just a really special one. Robbie struggled early in that, had a couple of interceptions in the second quarter that, that looked like they were going to be unbelievably costly. But, wow, what a comeback that he led the team with. How do you feel like that has helped him mature and that it build off of for his career for next year? Yeah, I thought he was you know really good early in the game. Uh, first two possessions, I think we, we scored on two of our first three or maybe the first two possessions and um, thought, thought he settled in nicely. And then, um, you know, Missed a couple throws in the second and third quarter and uh, didn't get rattled. It wasn't it wasn't a situation where you felt like he was losing confidence, but just missed some throws. You know, it was, it was more physical mistakes, if you will. Um, but you know, he, he's a kid that's really competitive. So you know, he just kind of kept competing and um, you know, felt like we were you know never felt like we were out of the game. You know, even with a twenty point deficit. But um, he's kind of at his best when when things get a little chaotic and. You know, that's kind of what happened. We got them on their heels a little bit. Uh, their pass rush slowed down um, with our tempo and kind of late in the game. And, uh, you know, he kind of made some plays just off script. And that's what he does so well is extends plays and, and um, you know, did, did some really nice things, kind of finding the back, kind of in like scramble situations. And, uh, you know, like I said, really, really made plays. And, and um, you know, it was a great way for him to finish. I thought, you know, he – had a great early part of the season and then went through a little bit of a lull. He was a little banged up and, and kind of played hurt for a couple of weeks, and I think it affected him a little bit. Um, but I thought really the last couple of weeks against Aurora last week, I thought he played extremely well. Then um, this week, obviously, put, you know, finished, finished the game great. So um, excited for where that leads us now into the offseason and, and kind of what we can build on. Who were your players of the game? Yeah, you know, I think there's a number of guys um, – Really, in all, in all the phases, uh, Caleb Besaw was outstanding. Um, you know, we moved him around quite a bit. We had some injuries at receiver, um, especially late in the game. So he's the guy that's been the slot for us. Uh, we moved him outside, and uh, you know, he caught the game-winning touchdown. Had a touchdown early in the game. Um, threw a pass on a trick play for for a big game that kind of got us started um, when we were down 20. You know, it was about a 40-yard game, which is a big play. So I thought I thought he was really good. Um, uh, you know, just some other guys that stepped up. Like Caleb Whitley's a senior that hasn't, you know, really been on the field much for us. And, you know, late in the game with the injuries, he was in the game. And, and uh, again, didn't really show up in the stat sheet. But just being there and being present and, um, 
you know, being ready to go. You know, I think he's a guy that, that needs to be highlighted. Um, as we said, Robbie, I thought, did, did a lot of really good things and, and played very well. Um, you know, defensively, uh, Jason um, Wilder, you know, again, was outstanding. Um, you know, capped a, a remarkable career with, a, with another great game. Um, Jake LeClaire came up with a huge fourth down stop, you know, fourth and one. Um, you know, a huge, huge play. Uh, and then we had a couple guys on the D-line that, that haven't really played much at all this year. Uh, Logan Leach uh, finished with six tackles and, and really his first extended action. And then Aiden Winston, a freshman who has been a guy that's kind of been on the cusp but hasn't played much. All of a sudden, you know, midway through the game because of some injuries and some other incidents that happened, you know, he's in the game. And, and um, again, those guys held up. You know, Eureka's got a really powerful running game, and they just held up and, and did their job. And, Again, maybe not guys that are going to show up all over the stat sheet, but, but did the little things that it takes to win a game like that. So um, I know really got, you know, Jordan Garvin had the pick. You know, we were down 34-14, and Eureka had the ball inside the 10-yard line with about, you know, 10 minutes to go or somewhere in that range. And um, if we don't get a pick there, you know, get a stop there, the game's probably over. You know, four touchdowns is too much to overcome, and, and um, you know, he makes the great play for a pick. So, you know, again, I'm missing some guys. There's a number of other guys that, that made big plays, but but those ones really stood out. Uh, looking back on the season, did I don't know if you've named this yet, but do you have your offensive and defensive players of the season already named? Uh, not quite yet. So we did vote on it. Um, we'll have some team awards in December. Uh, we'll have an awards night with our guys. So we can't uh, can't disclose that yet, but um, it was a really competitive battle. We give out um, nine team awards and. Um, had a number of really competitive ballots. So it's going to be a fun night to kind of get back together before the end of the semester and, and celebrate the season. We'll, we'll have a highlight film we'll watch for the first time. And um, But, yeah, we have that, but we're not quite ready to disclose it yet. All right. Well, let's jump into fan questions. Joe would like to know, I, have, I would assume that winning the last game of the season is always important to a team. But when you win like you guys did against Eureka, do you feel like that is even more special? Yeah, I think, um, like I said, just the ability to come together. You know, it's been in some ways a tough year uh, in the sense that we, we didn't perform quite up to what we thought we, we could or would. Uh, you know, finishing with a 4-6 and six record is disappointing. Um, but it finally felt like, especially over that, that fourth quarter end of the year, we kind of finally put it all together where, where all three phases kind of complemented each other and we made plays, and, and like, like I said, I think uh, before the game, just trying to build momentum into the offseason, uh, that's what a win like that does. You know, our guys are um, probably more excited to, to get into our offseason program than I've ever seen us. Uh, we have guys already, we t- typically tell them to take, you know, a couple weeks off, just let their bodies recover, and we got, already got guys in the weight room, guys training, um, and that's exciting to see. You know, I think there's a lot of guys that look at the year and look at the missed opportunities and say, if we, if we just could have been a little bit better in these situations, what could our year have been? Um, yeah, so it, it, it was a really positive ending to the season, um, and it's created excitement in our program. You know, there's a lot of guys, I think, that are excited about what next year can be if we can build on this and continue to improve. So, um, yeah, I think you know, anytime you win the last one, it's great, especially on senior day at home. Um, but, but, again, I think uh, the way we won it in, in, in that type of fashion you know, adds a little bit more excitement. Lewis says, in the last show, you guys talked about how impressive you feel that the receivers and quarterback are going to be for you in the future. Do you feel that there's a running back who complements that group well? You know, I think, um, as we've had, I've had player meetings kind of the last 10 days or so since the season, and 
Um, I still think we have three terrific backs. Um, you know, Jay Beverly, uh, Von Harris, and then Hassan Rivers. I think all three of those guys are, are really outstanding players. And honestly, it was very, very difficult to uh, evaluate them this year just because of our struggles up front. You know, we, we really struggled run blocking at times um, and, and didn't give them a, a ton of opportunities. And um, as a result, if you look at their numbers, you know, you, you wouldn't be as impressed as you, as you should be with their abilities and their talents. Um, you know, I think Vaughn, uh, as a pass catcher, is a little bit more natural pass catcher. Um, he scored the kind of the first touchdown in our comeback on Saturday, and, and it was honestly one of the most incredible catches I've ever seen. It was a fourth and eight play. Um, he kind of caught a fade ball um, in the back of the end zone and caught it off the defender's back. And, um, you know, if he doesn't catch that pass, the, the comeback doesn't happen. You know, again, it was a fourth down play, and um, he's probably the more natural pass catcher out of the out of the group. Um, Jay Bevley's got a little bit more explosiveness. Um, he's one of our fastest players, and um, obviously he had the the big 300 yard game last year, and, and uh, has that type of ability. We didn't get a chance to showcase that this much uh, as much. Um, and then Hassan, you know, was our our kick returner this year, and, and showed really good things in that area. Um, but but again, has has tremendous ability to back. Um, we got to be better up front. We have to figure out a way to run the ball more effectively and more consistently. Um, but we still feel really good about those three guys and, and think they're all, um, you know, all conference caliber backs. We got to do more to help them out and allow them to showcase their abilities. Jerry would like to know how do you feel that your freshmen fared this season, and who do you see stepping up to be a big part of next season's team? I mean, I think our freshman class was outstanding. Um, you know, probably the last four or five games, we started um, upwards to 10 freshmen every game. Um, we started 10 uh, the last three weeks, um, and then our kicker and punter were both freshmen. So really 12 of our 24, if you will, uh, were freshmen. And, and those guys had, you know, some of those guys had huge years. Um, Adonis Rogers, uh Kenyan Peoples on the D line. Uh, both those guys have really bright futures. I think they're they're going to be outstanding players. Um, Andrew Reddit, strong safety. Um, you know was was uh, you know an excellent player for us. Uh, Jordan Garvin at corner um, started you know the second half of the year and, and and did some big things. Kind of an undersized guy, but just a great competitor. Um, you know we think Caden Calcari at receiver has a chance to be really special. Um, he started all ten games for us and came on as the year went on. Um, but he's a guy that has a huge future. He's a great athlete, um, you know, has the ability to get vertical in the passing game. Uh, and then on the offensive line, we started four freshmen the second half of the year. Uh, you know, Tyler Washington, you know, started a ton for us at left tackle. Josh Wensink was an eight or nine game starter at right guard. Um, those two guys continued to get better as the year went on. Uh, I think Orion Cairo, who uh, started for us at left guard, uh, potentially could be moving to center in the future, but He's a guy with a really bright future. Um, you know, there's a number of guys. We, we talked a little bit earlier in the year about the young freshman receivers. we got some young freshman receivers that I think are going to be special players. So um, it's a class that was big in numbers uh, and honestly really outperformed our expectations. We had some guys that we didn't think would be quite ready to play this quickly, uh, and they were. And now if they can take that jump that you love to see from freshman to sophomore year, it's, it's oftentimes the biggest jump. Uh, it's going to be a really special group. And, you know, we may be in a situation next year where we're playing, you know, 10 or 12 or 15 sophomores, um, you know, quite a bit in starting roles or really complementary roles as, as, as backups. So it's an exciting group, and, and uh, it's going to continue to get better. Love to hear that. Ray would like to know, 
do you expect any of your seniors to return for a fifth year next year? Uh, we do. Yeah, we, we have a number of those guys that we expect to be back. Um, you know, defensively, uh, we expect Jake LeClaire to be back on the D-line. He was uh, just named second-team all-conference, had a fantastic season. I thought he was a first-team all-conference player. Um, unfortunately, didn't, didn't get quite enough votes, but I thought he was outstanding. Um, so he's going to be back. Uh, we expect um, both our starting inside linebackers, Carlos Ozil and C.J. Colby, to be back as fifth-year seniors. And, and those are guys that, um, again, have been multi-year starters, really good players. Carlos was an honorable mention all-conference player for us. C.J.'s been all-conference in the past. Uh, so we'll have those two guys back. Uh, we're hoping, you know, there's a couple other. Justin McMahon at safety, we're hoping he's going to be back. Um, you know, Zay Thomas is a possibility of receiver. Um, th- there's a couple others that we're, we're working on and hoping to get back. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that group's been a really good group. And having those guys back, you know, we have the chance to bring back 10 starters on defense. Um, and that's exciting. You know, offensively, um, again, we have, the, we have the chance to bring back 9 or 10 starters. Um, if a couple of those fifth-year guys decide that they, they want to come back and play that last year. So we always tell guys, we want you to do what's best for you and your family. You know, we'll sit down. We'll talk about all the options. We'll, we'll see, you know, what grad school looks like, what your graduation path looks like. Uh, we'd love to have those guys back, but ultimately we want them to, to do what's best for them. And, and uh, for some of those guys, that means, hey, you know, the Eureka game was their last game, and, and that's a great way to go out. And for other guys, you know, coming back to that fifth year makes sense, and, and we're excited to have those guys back. Next up is Vern, who says, I know that there are areas when you're out recruiting that you are always focused on, like offensive or defensive line, but what are certain areas this season where you feel might be of more importance to you when you're out recruiting? Yeah, I think there's areas that, that we need to add depth just numbers-wise. Um, quarterback be one of them. You know, we, we had three quarterbacks. We'd like to be, you know, four to six at, at a minimum, so, so that's a place that we want to add um, some depth. Um, you know, looking at our special teams, you know, kicker and punter, we had one kicker, we had one punter, and both those guys did a great job. Uh, but just adding some depth there, adding some competition there, I think is important. Um, you know, just to have a guy in case of injury and things like that. Um, offensive line still remains a priority. You know, that, that's probably the position group where we need to improve the most. Um, we expect there to be great improvements just with the amount of freshmen we've played, and those guys having another year of experience. But uh, bringing in competition there is going to be important. Um, and then I think you look at positions where, where guys naturally can be special teams players. So, you know, linebackers, um, safety-type bodies, um, some of those bigger receivers, you know, those are positions where those guys, if they're not on the field on offense or defense, translate a little bit easier to special teams. So those are areas that we're always looking to kind of add more depth, um, add more pieces. Um, defensively, you know, we, we lack kind of a real natural pass rusher. You know, so if we can find a you know, a player or two like that that have those type of abilities, um, you know, those are, those are some of the pieces that we'd be looking to add that, that kind of make us a little bit more complete defense. Fantastic. Let's jump up into Division One ranks, and we turn to Phil, who would like to know, of the six remaining undefeated teams, who do you think is the one that falls next? Um. Trying to think. Probably, you know, I think with the injury uh, at Florida State to their quarterback, um, they're probably the one that's probably on upset alert. I think they play Florida this week, which um, will be a tough game. Uh, you know, so I, I would probably say Florida State. 
Um, I do think Oregon, if they get another shot at Washington in a couple weeks in the Pac-12 championship game, I think Oregon will beat Washington. So I think they're a team that that uh, you know probably takes a loss. And then obviously, um, you know, the big game in the Midwest, the, the Michigan Ohio State game this weekend. Uh, I think Michigan probably wins. I think they're a little more complete than Ohio State. So um, you know, I think Ohio State probably takes a loss pretty quickly here as well. So uh, it's it's crazy how that always shuffles itself out. And, and um, you know, teams. Uh, Early in the year, you know, it looks like there might be all this chaos and there might be all these undefeated teams, and by the end of it, you end up with just a couple. Um, you know, the, the season's such a grind, and, and uh, especially with the conference championship games and things like that. Like, it works itself out, and um, you'll end up with maybe one or two unbeaten instead of the, the six you have now. Tyrone would like to know, who do you think is the best quarterback that you see in college football right now? You know, I think um, – I think the guy that's played the best this year, um, it might be Jaden Daniels down at LSU. I, I think he's been he's been really really special. Um, Penix at Washington has been really good. Caleb Williams, I think, has been uh, a little bit unfairly criticized. You know, he won the Heisman last year, and anytime you win it, you, everything you do the next year is, is really uh, put under a microscope. And you, know, you look at his numbers; he's been outstanding um, you know, on a team that hasn't had much defense and. Uh, hasn't hasn't had as much offensive line help and, and things like that. So I think those are probably the three the three best guys. Um, I would give Daniels a slight edge. I think he's been been probably the best um, that I've seen at least. Um, but but it's you know a pretty good quarterback crop. I think if you're a, an NFL team picking the top of the draft, you, you got to feel pretty good about the prospects with this quarterback group. Next up, we have Bill who points out says Philadelphia just seems to keep rolling, winning last night. As a matter of fact. Um, do you see them now as clearly the team to beat? I don't. I, I still think San Francisco is the best team. I think when fully healthy, uh, they'd be my pick. I think if they get a chance to, to play Philly, which looks like it might be a collision course in the NFC, um, I, I think I would take San Francisco in that game. I think they're the most complete team. Um, Philly's winning games, but they just haven't been as dominant, I think, as, as they were a year ago. So I would lean San Francisco. Uh, last night's game was was really good. I think the thing you'll see though is um, I don't know if there's a, a a great NFL team this year. I think there's a lot of very good teams. I don't know if there's a, a great team that you look at and say that that team should be the clear favorite. Uh, but my lean would be San Francisco right now. Now we get to the best part of the show here. Byron starts out by wanting to know why you are so anti turkey. Um, I, I think it's a very dry meat. Um, I, I I just think it's it's average, you know, it's mid, as the kids would say. Um, there, there's nothing great about it, you know. I, here's my thing with turkey: is if turkey was so great, why why do we only eat it one time a year? You know, if turkey if turkey was so outstanding, you know, um, Sunday dinners in the middle of of September would be featuring turkey, and uh, I don't know. Maybe my family was different, but I don't remember my mom ever ever cooking a turkey, a full turkey, in in July, or or March or February. You know, so again, I think that that's a pretty big red mark on turkey if you're trying to uh, create the uh, the case for for turkey being an outstanding meat and it's a specialty meat. You know, it's it's a one time a year. I think it gets some points for the novelty of it with Thanksgiving, but. Um, yeah, just not a, not a huge fan. You know, if you want to put turkey on a sub, you're going to Jimmy John's and you want to get a turkey sandwich. All power to you. I'm not I'm not uh, in any way trying to shame you in that sense. But uh, turkey as a meal, 
Overrated. <laughs> oh, you're going to settle a big dispute here. Should it be called, Linda would like to know, should it be called stuffing or dressing? Yeah, I don't, I don't eat it regardless of what it's called, but, but I think it's stuffing. Um, you know, it's stuffing the bird, right? Um, I, I don't know where dressing comes from. I, I don't get it. So I'm going to go stuffing. Uh, I will say crazy overrated, though, um, as a side dish. Thanksgiving in general, I, I've actually been on this rant for a couple of days, talking to a few of the players just a few minutes ago, um, was talking to them about how overrated Thanksgiving is as a holiday in general. Uh, but stuffing is, is overrated, but, but it, it is stuffing, not dressing. Well, see, so you're going to fit right into the next question here. As Ian would like to know, he says, there seems to be all of these additional side dishes and things that are added to Thanksgiving meals. What should be the basic food served at Thanksgiving? I mean, pizza should be the, the meal pretty much any time. Um, you know, uh, again, pizza's so good, you know, we're, we're eating it on a weekly basis because it's so good, right? You're going out Friday night, you're going out for pizza, you're not going out for turkey, right? So, to me, keep it simple, right? Um, cook a pizza. So, I, I think that's where you go. Anything goes good with pizza. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's anything I've ever had with pizza that, that I was like, I, that doesn't go. Uh, but, but I think we're just doing too much. You know, we're trying too hard. You know, there's no reason. I, I can cook a home run in pizza in about 18 minutes. You know, there's no reason i got to spend 18 hours prepping Thanksgiving dinner, um, you know, for this level of feast. And these people, they're going all out. Now we're trying to deep fry the bird, and we're, um, you know, we're, we're, we're spending three days, and we got to bring all these different side dishes. Uh, it, it's too much. And, uh, again, I, I'm not a – not a supporter. Um, great to be grateful. Great to give thanks. The, the meaning behind Thanksgiving is great, but we gotta we gotta make big changes to the meal. I think. Next up, we have Brandon. Would like to know what's the perfect holiday pie? Whew, um, good question. I, you know, I'm not a big pumpkin pie fan. I, I think it's okay. I don't I don't think it's bad. I'm not gonna again disrespect you. I think the the pumpkin craze is a little much. Um, so I'm not a big pumpkin fan. Um, now I think a, a, a traditional apple pie um, is, is outstanding. Uh, again, I'm kind of a chocolate fan, so like a chocolate cream pie or uh, French silk pie would probably be my number one pie. Um, it's probably the thing that gets closest to ice cream and uh, a general dessert. But if I would go with one of those, would be my my favorite. But but if we're going more traditional pies, I, I'd probably just go a basic you know American apple pie. Um, you know, it feels like, you know, apple pie is, is kind of the uh, the dish on, like, the 4th of July, maybe, uh, which is by far the, the top holiday and is vastly underrated. We can talk about that at length another time. Um, so I, I'd, I'd go apple pie and, like, the traditional fruit pies, but given the choice, I'd go with some sort of a chocolate cream or a French silk. Staying with that, he'd also like to know whipped cream on top of a pie or ice cream? Uh, both. Sure. I, I, I'm good with both. I, I probably would say ice cream um, just because I'm a big ice cream supporter, but I, whipped cream is good too. Um, I, I'll go ice cream, though, by a slight margin, but I, I can do whipped cream as well. Um, this one, I, I think you have the ability to go, to go both directions, and I think both are fair. Next up, we have Chris who says, I know that you have been down on those who start putting up decorations too early, but I am curious to know if you are one who overdoes the lights on his home? I am not. 
Um, I am not. I, I, I support people that want to put lights up. To me, it's a lot of work. Um, maybe it's my laziness. You know, my thing is not so much, you know, you're putting up the lights and it's exciting. And, you know, you generally do it maybe earlier. You know, I, I become more of a supporter. If you want to put them up early, if you get that day in, in uh, early or mid-November where the weather's great and I can take advantage of it and not be freezing, um, go ahead and do it. Anytime you're taking down lights in the middle of January, it is miserable. Um, they're going to get tangled. You're, you're up on a ladder. It's cold out. You don't want to be doing it. The holidays are over. It's dark. It's dreary. So that's the part that, to me, is really the most depressing. Um, you're putting the lights away. There's no more magic at Christmas. Now it's just a damn chore. Um, so that's where I'm very anti-lights. I, I want to keep things simple. Uh, we'll put the indoor decorations up. We'll, you know, we'll get the tree up and, and those things, and we'll do that sometime after Thanksgiving here. But uh, the outdoor lights are a lot of work and too much work, to be honest, for uh, for me. And our words of wisdom for this week. Yeah, I think it's just a great time to give thanks and, and be grateful. And um, sometimes we forget about, um, you know, just giving gratitude. And, and um, you know, Thanksgiving is a great reminder of it. And you know, I'm so thankful for my family, um, thankful for my football family here at Lakeland, thankful for the support of our um, university and administration. And, you know, just take time this week to, uh, you know, in between bites of, uh, of stuffing to, to give thanks to the people around you. That's awesome. Thanks for joining us, Coach Bruton, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Rob. Take care.